0: Okay, crew, coming to you from the Comancheria. Today we're going to delve into a little bit of uh, animal ethology. We're going to talk about the concept of NUYA. That's N-O-Y-A-U. Again, it comes from animal ethology. um, If you're like me, you probably were unfamiliar uh, with that word. I myself was up to a, a few years back. But once we understand the word and its wider meaning, we begin to recognize its explanatory importance in global and everyday matters, not to mention conflict resolution, which is obviously what we're talking about here. But we, we all of us are probably very interested in how this applies to uh, the here and now our everyday uh, you know, survival. Now, before we get to the definition of the concept, let's first ponder this quote. This is uh, from Robert Audrey's uh, book, The Territorial Imperative, and I quote, Antagonism must have had some value to living things. Why otherwise would evolution have tolerated so much of it? Okay, now keep that thought in the back of your mind as it underpins the Nuya concept. In 1944, a German ornithologist by the name of Dieter Burkhardt offered up the observation that each species of bird seems to have an individual distance, that is a territorial divide uh, within a larger shared territory. So a beach seemingly crowded willy-nilly with swarming emperor penguins is actually adhering to species-specific rules regarding nest position and permitted distances between the individuals. Now, What appears to the human eye is crowded chaos actually follows determined rules of avian society. These individual distances vary per species, from the uh, tight tight quarters for some nesting shore birds to the miles between nesting hunting territories for birds of prey. Now let's also observe uh, that it's not only birds that will pay, obey these individual distance rules. We see reptiles, amphibians, and of course mammals all staking out nesting and territorial distances. And what is intriguing about all of these is that each individual species seems to have an upper limit of toleration. Meaning that specific distances between nests, dens, homes must be observed. And there's also an upper limit as to how many of the same species will be permitted within a given hunting range. Okay, let's go back to these emperor penguins for a moment. There is an instinctually defined distance between the nest, but there is also a somewhat static limit as to how many emperor penguins overall will be tolerated on a given beach. So again, where we see the chaos, there's an organize, uh, organizational capacity being ad- adhered to. Now, maybe we don't understand it, but they definitely do. The given, permitted, or uh, allowable, or tolerated load of a species in the given range, that is the nuya, that is the limit. It can loosely be defined in human terms as a neighborhood. Once this upper limit has been defined, a curious thing occurs. Within the nuya, we may witness numerous individual spats and territorial signaling. While uh, these can take on an aggressive tone at times, they are far, uh, for the larger part, for the big part, nonviolent, uh, more noise than actual physical encounter. Now, let's say members from another new year, and we'll keep it consistent, and say visiting emperor penguins from the other side of the island, they arrive and attempt to stake out nesting sites on this beach. Now, something really interesting occurs when this happens. Even if the out... Nuya penguins, meaning the visitors, obey proper nesting distance rules they are subject to aggressive confrontation by the original Nuya birds. Now these confrontations can turn physical and we often see birds that had spatted within the Nuya and they may very well do so again tomorrow. So we're talking about ones who are in the original flock on that island. They may have fought before. They will now join forces to expel this threat to the Nuya. This might be familiar, isn't it? So we're talking about, you start banding together to get rid of the outsiders. Now, humans being animals, and uh, with their own complex Nuyas, seem subject to similar population pressures. We can live peacefully in neighborhoods, but allow one neighbor to start parking his car an hour in our spot, or to let his grass grow too high, or some other such thing that seems trivial to the outsider. It is taken very seriously by those inside the nuya, just as the penguins take nesting distances seriously. Just as with the penguins, these petty slights seldom turn violent within the neighborhood, but neither do they go unnoticed and seldom without remark. Penguins squawk, humans bitch, and litigate. Now, let's have a thought experiment. Let's picture a neighborhood with all of its uh, concomitant petty gossip. the tiny, they leave their Christmas lights up too long, you know, all those little beeves and quarrels we have. We picture, uh, Then now let's picture another neighborhood about two blocks away. For some reason, they decide to show up in the original neighborhood to seize a portion of the playground. Once this happens, just as with the penguin Nuya, uh, humans in the invaded neighborhood, well, they'll get rid of all their petty grievances about those Christmas lights and they will start to unite as a veritable unit to repel the invaders, whether it be physical action or community petition and appearances at the local city council meeting. I mean, they're behaving exactly the same way as the emperor penguins do. So in a nutshell, the nuya concept states that within a nuya, individual species will be subject to petty, aggressive acts that are rarely more than territorial signaling. But anything outside of the nuya that threatens the whole of the nuya is a spur to ally into a unified front. So uh, think of Pearl Harbor, uh, 9-11, the Paris attacks. Natural disasters make us all one, at least temporarily. We come together and cooperate. Once the initial threat has been averted or placed in the rearview mirror of time, we separate into new years yet again and get back to passive-aggressive toleration of one another. Now let's recall the opening observation from Robert Audrey again from his uh, book, The Territorial Instinct. Antagonism must have had some value to living things. Why otherwise would evolution have tolerated so much of it? Now, chances are this antagonistic streak in surviving species indicates that a certain amount of combativeness is necessary. That's right, necessary to protect the self, the brood, the new young. In times of actual strife, this penchant for aggression is a boon, it's a blessing. But when times are easy, as it is for most of we 21st century pampered gods, this antagonistic streak does not bode well for good cheer and contentment. If it is an instinctual part of our being, it will never be quite tamed. Nor would we want uh, to be tamed, as is a necessary spur to action when the chips are truly down. But I think we can all agree that petty antagonisms that intrude into daily lives, and microaggressions what have you, they have no real world import, do not add to the quality of life. We may never quite kick this superficial, hey, I saw that parking lot first, behavior to the curb. That's just simply part of our makeup, but perhaps an awareness of, ah, that's why I do this. Uh, this might be born and bred into my bones it gives you a chance to kind of stand back a little bit kind of disengage that clench from the cognitive uh, uh engine and stand down just a bit in some cases when we feel that twinge to bark over what is essentially a nothing offense we might call to mind oh i was getting ready to squawk loudly like a territorial penguin at someone i consider for the most part an okay human being perhaps i should take a breath here Now, our inborn antagonism was and is meant for actual threats, not to continually intrude into daily bland life, but it does. Knowledge of how the New Year works can also allow us to reason through how some real world confrontations might go down. Animals that defend their New Year almost invariably fight more aggressively and successfully than invaders. I'm going to repeat that. Animals that defend their nuya, their territory, almost invariably fight more aggressively and successful than their nat- uh, their invaders. This biological observation is important. Easy to imagine that we would fight harder to repel an invasion on our shores than one across the pond. Now, that's food for foreign policy thought there. The more distant from the nuya a species travels, the less investment we see. If I were a penguin or a human, I fight hard to protect my nest. I will come to the aid of my neighbor and fight hard, hard, but perhaps not with the same investment as for my own nest. The guy's nest who lives in Saskatchewan... Well, he's on his own. Sorry, Saskatchewan guy. Uh, the New concept says we will defend our own nest to the utmost. It also says that we might be full of petty gripes about those in our New year, but when the chips are down, we will unite to repel that threat. It also suggests that if we are the aggressor for some reason, the further we can lure the target from home territory, the less defensive alacrity we may see in the confrontation. This is important. Think about just wandering around an unfamiliar city when we're outside of our territory we're a little less uh, resilient than we would be when we get closer to the nest. If we're in someone else's nest we should uh, watch being uh, too belligerent. The problem with humans is that we allow uh, abstract ideas to become new uh, we will, Some of us will defend the home and an abstract noun with the same fervor. It all depends on how much we have allowed the idea or the ideal to tie into our identities. Now, this is rare amongst animals. Again, i got to point that out. Uh, where a territory is meant to be a concrete, a concrete noun to the human, we can just pick an idea. We can say yeah, democracy or the best cheese in the world and just get firmly attached to it and you know, create it as a new year and actually fight over such a damn thing. In the concrete world, such things as honor, patriotism, the best chili ever, simply do not exist except as constructs in our minds, and yet these concepts and many other non-concrete things do settle into human skulls and can raise ire as much as a physical brick thrown through a front window. Now, with the human penchant for creating Nuyas out of abstracts in mind, it is wise for the individual who is interested in self protection to keep in mind that the same proximity calibration takes place in the abstract world as in the physical. The closer we come to invading slash encroaching on the abstract Nuya, the more resistance we can expect to see. So we got to think about that when we're doing any sort of conflict management or even thinking we're debating and arguing with someone, I may simply decide to make no comment whenever I see your pri- prized Star Wars t-shirt and lo- or offer a low-key, it's not my thing, glad you like it, and so far, we're good. But if I start with that shirt looks like shit and fuck Star Wars, well, well then, you know, we might be throwing hands, right? So penguins and humans, we not so different. We can't consciously change a response to New York Crochman, but with a bit of self-knowledge we might mitigate it when we are in meaningless meaningless spats and save up some of that survival energy for real-world concrete threats, and at the very least get a handle on why this species can be so damn touchy at times. I mean, the truth, it seems, is that we have evolved to be that way. A bunch of crowded penguins on a noisy beach squatting over our nest for dear life.